What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. This is your weekly reminder now that the Maxwell trial is starting that Epstein did not kill himself. And anyways, moving on to the actual podcast. Uh, what's going on, guys? Um, I got a lot to go over this week. I'm kind of excited. Um, there were a lot of there was big blowouts this week. There were matchups that I really didn't expect certain people to win that they ended up winning. So there there were a lot of um, a lot of you know eye-opening surprises this week that might uh switch up the divisions and actually you know some teams might even be might able to be competing in the divisions that i i thought they would be like you know more bottom tier teams so all right we're gonna get into that what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with the north division go down to the southeast or southwest and east and then we're gonna go over the matchups from last week we're gonna go over the standings and once we go over the standings then we're gonna jump into the uh tomorrow's matchups on the 21st Alright, so we're going to start with last week's matchups. On the 14th, the first game we had in the North Division were Moneymakers versus Plan B. And holy fuck. Um, well, I said whoever won this game was going to be the clear front runner for uh, first place. And um, the Moneymakers won 70-8. to So I think the Moneymakers might win the Gold Division unless Plan B can figure something out. I know they were missing like two of their... like main guys but like 70 to 8 is big they, they gotta figure something out to to not let that happen so um yeah right now moneymaker is definitely uh the one seed in uh the, the north division no doubt in my mind and then it's plan b and then you know every plan b maybe passing tds can compete but i don't know right now it's plan b and moneymakers but moneymakers are clear first place after the 70 to 8 uh showing here and then moving on to the next matchup, you had the Outlaws versus Pass and TDs. Pass and TDs came out on top of that one, 35 to 14. Um, Outlaws put up a pretty good showing defensively, but they just weren't able to stop Pass and TDs. There were a couple balls that I, I just saw straight bounce off of players into other players' hands. So it, it was a very interesting game, but uh, Pass and TDs played very well. And Pass and TDs, if I'm not mistaken, played with their backup quarterback. So being able to win 35 to 14 with a backup quarterback is very, uh, it's very impressive to say the least. And then you had the Outlaws versus the Monstars. The Outlaws ended up winning that one 38-18. This is where I was really surprised. I honestly expected the Monstars to put on a little bit better of a showing, be able to actually outclass the Outlaws. But the Outlaws ended up winning by 20 points. So they showed that they are able to compete as of right now. But it seems like the Outlaws are struggling within their own division, I guess you could say. Um, the Monsters, I'm pretty sure, are a silver team, so you can see that the Outlaws are able to compete with the team, or they're able to beat some of the better teams in the lower division, but they're not, you know, keeping up, I guess you could say, with the Gold Division teams as of right now, and it's not that they're not keeping up, it's just little miscues and stuff that are going on, so it'll be interesting to see how they perform for the rest of the year, uh, seeing as they, you know, can win games against the lower division, but they seem to be struggling in the Gold Division as of right now. Uh, moving on to the South or the Silver Division, you have the Miami Sharks versus Dr. D. Miami Sharks ended up coming out on top of this one, 29-28. I'm very surprised by that. I expected uh, Dr. D to actually come out on top of this one, but Miami Sharks were able to show that, you know, maybe their first, like, week or two were, were poor showing and that they're able to compete because they ended up beating Royalty last week. They beat Dr. D, two of the, you know, better teams in this division. So it's them being able to come out on top of those two teams, they're showing that they're able to adapt and they're showing that they're playing a little bit better as of right now. And then you move on to the next game. You had a crossover game. You had going deep 
from the division below playing Pray for Snow. That was a very close game. I believe it came down to an extra two-point conversion that ended up getting missed by going deep. If they ended up getting that two-point conversion, they would have ended up winning the game. So it was a very well-fought game by the team from the division below going deep, showing that they, you know, they might be a team for contention to move up. But as of right now, it ended 36-37 to in regards to Pray for Snow. And then we talked about the Outlaws versus the Monstars. That was another crossover game. They ended up winning 38-18. And then Pray for Snow played their second game of the day. They ended up playing 7-3-2, and they ended up winning that game 47-21. So Pray for Snow ended up coming back, showing that they had a um, they can have an offensive showing. They've just had a maybe an off week or two, and you know they are able to compete in this division. So we'll see how Pray for Snow end up doing for the rest of the season. 7-3-2. They've been hit or miss as of right now. They've been really uh they really haven't put up any dubs, but it seems like they're keeping games close opposed to this game. The other two games they didn't lose by that much and they did end up, oh no, they they lost by 22 to pass the TDs. Yeah, they're having a rough time. 7-3-2 don't seem to be the uh strongest put together team as of right now. And then you had the Pylon Pythons versus Royalty. Pylon Pythons versus Royalty was an absolute fucking slugfest the game ended up coming down to one point royalty ended up winning that game 34 to 33 pylon pythons were showing that they were able to compete in this division but royalty you know royalty might have a little bit of a better showing this week but i think pylon pythons and royalty are the top two teams as of right now possibly miami sharks are having a strong showing uh monsters i thought were a strong team but they're you know hit or miss really as of right now so we're, we're gonna see how this uh, all pans out when we go over the standings and everything, see what uh, what teams can end up doing some some interesting things by the end of the season. Then moving on to the uh, the West Division, you had an absolute slugfest for the first game. At 9 a.m., you had Show Us Your TDs versus Spartans. Got to play in that game. Absolute fucking... We, it, honestly, it was an offensive showing at both our defenses shit the bed. I think there were three or four plays for both of our teams. Like, two, te- two plays at a piece where we threw a five or six yard route and the guy ended up going the length of the field because no one grabbed this flag. It was absolutely asinine. I don't know what was going on, but I don't know if it was too cold and we were just, our hands weren't working, but nobody could grab a flag in this game. It ended up coming down to, I think we were able to stop them on the final drive or whatever, but um, very good showing out of Spartans, very good game out of shows TDs. Great, great time uh, playing that game and everything. Then you had the two number one seeds going against each other, going deep versus Phantoms. I figured, you know, by the end of this game, we would have a team that was clear first place, clear second place, but they ended up tying. So, um, yeah, going deep and Phantoms still seem to be uh, possible frontrunners of this division. But again, we'll see. Going deep has the win over Show Us Your TDs. Phantoms have the win over Spartans. Show Us Your TDs have the win over Phantoms in the past, so we haven't seen We're playing them this week. We'll see how this game goes. But it it's interesting, to say the least. We're going to see how everything goes in this division. This is probably the tightest division, in my opinion, um, standings-wise, and like with the top like three or four teams where I think there is no clear-cut first place as of right now. There's a clear-cut like first, second, and third that are all like just bouncing back and forth, and there's a fourth team that has the ability to play for the first, second, and third seed when they have their whole team there. So we'll go over that again when we get standings. Um, then we talked about going deep first, pray for snow. That was their second game. They ended up losing by one point. So technically phantoms aren't first, I think seeing as actually, I don't know how that works because it's a loss. So they didn't get points, but technically going deep is like five, one in one or four, one and one, whatever they are. And then phantoms are four, oh, and one. 
So point-wise, I think they're tied. But it comes down to if Going Deep can keep winning and Phantoms lose one. Anyways, moving on. Then you had the Phantoms play their second game against the Black Panther. Oh, no, Phantoms are up a, uh, up a game because they ended up playing the second game in the doubleheader. No, because they missed their first game. So I think they're... I don't know. We'll go over the standings when we get there. I'm confusing myself right now. But anyways, you had Phantoms versus Black Panthers. Phantoms ended up coming out on top of that one, 28-26. I was very surprised by this. Um, I don't know if it was because it was their second game of the day or what was going on here, but Black Panthers have not been the strongest showing team as of right now, yet they were able to keep up to, to like keep up within two points of the you know, one of the higher scoring teams in this division. So it's interesting to see how the Phantoms were able to play against the Black Panthers. I wasn't there for that game. I, I, I just want to know if it was just fatigue that was getting to the Phantoms or if the Black Panthers finally started playing well because if they could keep up with the Phantoms, they might be able to beat some of these uh, middle-tier teams and, you know, end up taking a fourth or fifth-place finish. So it'll be interesting to see how that uh, pans out. And then you got the final game in this division. You had Revenge Tour versus Renegades. And man, I, I gotta put my foot in my mouth about Revenge Tour, because like, I thought Renegades were gonna absolutely blow out Revenge Tour. Revenge Tour ended up winning this game 47-13. to I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore, because this division is apparently just playing out of their fucking mind now, because all the lower tier teams are beating the higher tier team. I don't know what's going on, man. I, I don't know. But, moving on to the final uh, division... You have the East, or East, right? No, West Division. God damn, I keep messing up these East and West Division. I'm going to just go, last one we talked about, that's the Bronze Division. This is Copper. I'm just going to keep it to fucking rankings, because the whole East, West, North, South bullshit confuses the fuck out of me. Anyways, uh, you had the first game of the day. You had the Friendly Gentleman versus Militia. Militia ended up coming out on top of that one, 36-29. Friendly Gentlemen have been playing a little bit better recently, but like I said, Militia are a very well put together team. Clearly, one of the top, three if not top two teams as of right now uh militia clearly showing that they're able to um show out they ended up taking up that dub 39 or 36 to 29 then in the next game you had an absolute nail biter between the rejects and vicious and delicious came down to i believe it was they scored they went for the onside they didn't end up getting the onside so it came down to them trying to get the ball back with a couple with like 30 seconds left or something like that um, and trying to score one last time, and I think they, I don't know if they got the extra point, or they missed the extra point, I don't know what it was, but, uh, yeah, we ended up holding out on, on top of them, 35 to 34, absolute slugfest, though, again, Rejects playing with their backup quarterback, um, it was interesting to see how he's been doing, their, their QB2 is now their QB1, seeing as Joe ended up getting hurt, I don't know if Joe's going to be able to come back and throw the ball this season, but, you know, his arm being hurt, we have our QB2 in, he played an absolutely phenomenal game, um, you know, it, it was, it was a great game between, I, I think these are two of the more, if not the two top two teams in this division, these teams always have a slugfest, always a great game, two of the most athletic teams in this division, hands down, um, I mean, the cops, like I said, the cops are a little bit, like, I'm 25, the cops are a little bit older, they're not old, old men, they're not like 50, but they're a little bit older than us, and they're still able to keep up, if not faster than us, like, I know a couple of the guys on their team are fucking quick as shit so especially bruce so you know it, it's a fun time playing these guys and it's always a competitive game um i i can humbly say that i uh in the moment thought i dunked on ankle i didn't really dunk on him it was just a good play he came from the he came from like the middle of the field and tried to get the ball and then tried to get my flag and like kind of got my hips 
and like I stayed in bounds and, and ended up scoring. But I thought I dunked on him. I can humbly admit it was not a dunk. I did not dunk on his head. But you know, it was fucking fun for me because I got to score on somebody I knew. So you know, I I'm gonna fucking be happy about it. You all can eat my fucking ass. The only one, people talking shit one's fucking retired from the league because he doesn't know how to fucking win a game. And I'm talking to you, Dritton. Anyways, um, <laughs> moving on to the last game, we have uh, Grape Apes and TF Rating. Uh, TF Rating ended up coming out on top of Grape Apes, 25-14. Uh, TF Rating, I'm not going to lie, I'm surprised. I expected the Grape Apes to win with the complete opposite score, low-scoring game. I expected it to be like 21-14 to in favor of Grape Apes, but TF Rating finally ended up showing that they are able to win a game. So TF Rating ended up winning that one over the Grape Apes. And now we're going to go over standings, which is where I'm really interested in because we have a three-way tie in the North Division as of right now. Moneymakers, Passing TDs, and Plan B are all tied for first, technically, but in reality, it's Moneymakers in first, Passing TDs second, and then Plan B in third as of right now due to the way that Gary has it set up. If points are tied, then it goes to points against, which it should be point differential, but anyways... Either way, it would be the same standings for this division, but in other divisions, it holds different weight. I'll talk about that later. But then, after the 3-1 and one teams, you have Outlaws at 2-2, two and two. so it's going to be interesting to see how these matchups this week end up holding on the standings. I'll go over the matchups when we go over that. I'll try to, uh, you know, the Outlaws are the only not first-place team, so anybody playing the Outlaws, it's going to be interesting because they're going to need to take that dub, and then whoever is playing each other out of the other two teams... They're going to need to take that dub to stay in that tie for first, if that's the case. So, um, yeah, it, it's really interesting in the North right now. Like I said, I still think the uh, the East Division is the closest division um, in, like, the top three. But right now, with four teams, it's kind of hard not to be close. So, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how things develop uh, throughout this um, division and everything. But I think that, as of right now, it's Moneymakers, Plan B, Pass, and TDs, Outlaws. I think those are the standings that it should be. I think those are the power rankings by the end of the season. But we'll see if Plan B is able to adjust and end up taking out Moneymakers for that first seed. Um, or if Pass and TDs can do it. Who knows, man? It, it, like I said, this division's close. There's only four teams. They all end up playing each other a lot. So we'll see how that ends up going. Uh, moving on to the south, you have Pylon Pythons in sole possession of first place. They would be in even a better spot if they ended up taking out Royalty last week. But taking the loss to Royalty, they still are in sole possession of first place. And then you have a four-way tie in the second place. You have Dr. D, you have Royalty, Miami Sharks, and Pray for Snow. Technically, in that order, based on the way that Gary has the format set up as of right now. So it's Dr. D, Royalty, Miami Sharks, and then Pray for Snow all in that order. Uh, Dr. D, I think, is one of the better teams. I think they'll compete for second or third. Royalty, again, I think they'll be able to fight for second or third. And then Pylons, I think, are the clear first seed as of right now. Miami Sharks and Pray for Snow are two teams that I think can sneak into the top three if they continue playing how they've been playing recently. But again, you can't get one of your dubs off of like a, a lower division team and then expect me to start talking you up. So Pray for Snow needs a little bit of a better showing this week. And then, you know, maybe they'll be able to compete for the third place. And then Miami Sharks have been showing that they're able to beat some of the better teams. So I think that, uh, you know, Miami Sharks are going to possibly compete for a uh, second or third spot as of right now. But we'll see if they end up falling more towards the four or five seed as of, as of later in the season. Then the East Division, you have the Phantoms in sole possession. I'm so confused. Oh, going deep only has two wins. Oh, so going... 
I'm so confused. Oh, yeah, because we beat going deep. So they weren't three. Oh. And then they lost. Yeah, so they need to beat Pray for Snow to keep the tie. Okay, so Phantoms are in sole possession of first place as of right now at 3-0 and 1 with the tie. So they have seven points. Then there's Show Us Your TDs at 3-1 and 0. This is a huge matchup now. I didn't realize how big this matchup was. So if Phantoms end up beating Show Us Your TDs, they have clear possession of first place. If Show Us Your TDs end up beating Phantoms, Phantoms will take first place by one point. Or no, the Show Us Your TDs will take uh, over first place from the Phantoms by one point, and Phantoms will fall to possibly second or third, depending on if Going Deep can end up picking up the win. So that's big for standings, this matchup between the first and second seed this week. Then you have Going Deep at 2-1-1. One, one. I thought they were 3-1-1. One, one. I don't know why I thought they played an extra game. But uh, Going Deep, you have it 2-1-1. One, one. They're at five points as of right now. They're in sole possession of third place. And then you have 2-2. Two and two. The Spartans and Revenge Tour both tied technically for fourth, but it's fourth and fifth Spartans and Revenge Tour retrospectively based on the way Gary has it set up. And then you have the Black Panthers and Renegades tied at one and three. And then Victoria's Secret, which we've explained have been pretty much, they're, they're gone. I don't know. They said they might be back, but they're not back. So they're gone. They're done. They're done for the season. So you have Renegades and Black Panthers tied for last technically. And then moving on from there, we're going to go to the final division. We're going to the West Division. And we're going to talk about the first place team, which is Militia, who is 4-0 as of right now. They have a huge matchup coming up this week. I don't know who they play, but it's going to be very big for them because if they can pick up the dub, they hold on to first place no matter how the um, standings end up panning out. Then you have Vicious and Delicious and Rejects technically tied. The only difference separating them is technically two points against which is just fucking unreal. So depending on who has more points scored against them next week will take sole possession of either second or first, depending on how Militia end up playing. And then you have the one-hit wonders in third, technically fourth, if you want to call it. They're at one and two. Um, they only have two points as of right now. And then technically they're tied because all the other teams underneath them are all one and three. So you have... One-Hit Wonders, TF Rating, Great Apes, and Friendly Gentlemen all technically tied at two points. So One-Hit Wonders will have an extra game to play. And depending on the st or the outcome of that game, they'll either have sole possession of fourth place or they'll end up falling into the other uh, middling tiers of TF Rating, Great Apes, and Friendly Gentlemen. And then you have DeBerg in sole possession of last place at 0-3 as of right now. So those are the standings as of right now. Now that we have a uh, general understanding of the standings, we're going to go over the matchups for next week, which are going to be huge. So you have the North Division. You have Moneymakers versus Outlaws. That's a huge game because if Moneymakers can end up winning this game, then they have sole, or they have, they'll keep in first, or they'll keep in the tie for first, should I say, because all the teams are 3-1 right now. They'll move on to 4-1, and, and whoever wins the Plan B versus Pass and TDs matchup ends up tying them again for first place. If the Outlaws can end up winning that one, it changes up the standings completely because then Moneymakers fall to 3-2, and two, Outlaws move up to 3-2, and two, and then whoever wins the Plan B matchup will be 4-1, and one, and the other person will be 3-2. and two. So if the Outlaws can end up pulling out a victory, it's going to absolutely switch up the standings. But as of right now, we talked about Moneymakers, our first seed, clear first seed, just beat Plan B 70-8, and... I'm pretty sure the Outlaws the week before just lost to Plan B. So it's going to be 
interesting to see how the moneymakers end up playing against uh, the outlaws, seeing as, you know, outlaws technically have the dub over them because of forfeit. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how this pans out. And then plan B versus pass and TDs. I think pass and TDs ends up putting up a good fight, but I think plan B will end up taking this one. But again, we'll see how that ends up panning out at 11 o'clock. And then moving on to the South or the Silver Division, you have Miami Sharks versus Pray for Snow. This is a big matchup because, as I was saying, these are two teams that are kind of right in the middle of the pack, kind of trying to get up into that third, second spot as of right now. So whoever ends up winning this one will show that, you know, they've improved a little bit. They end up playing each other. It'll be, a, a I think, a, a shootout in my opinion. I think it's going to be a big offensive game opposed to a defensive game, but we'll see how that ends up turning out. Um, then you have Pylon Pythons versus Dr. D. Um, that's going to be huge. You got Dr. D in second place as of right now versus Pylon Pythons who are in sole possession of first. They can end up beating Pylon Pythons. Switches up the standings a lot. If Dr. D ends up losing, then Pylon keeps sole possession of first and we'll see how that ends up panning out for the rest of the year. And then you have 7-3-2 with the doubleheader up against Monstars and Royalty, which is huge for Royalty because they're, like I said, another middling tier pack where they're at 2-2. Two and two. They kind of need this dub, and 7-3-2 is a winless team as of right now. Monstars kind of looking for a big dub as of right now, so playing a, you know, a winless team is huge. 7-3-2 being a winless team really need this doubleheader dub to even compete for higher standings when it comes to playoff seeding so they're gonna need to win these two games or they're ending they're probably gonna at best finish sixth maybe fifth if they're lucky but yeah it's looking like a sixth place finish probably for uh seven three two if not a last place finish. like I, I mean that i don't know how many teams are in that division hold on you gotta double check real quick there are only yeah monster basically monsters and seven three two both win this teams so if they end up um playing well it could be huge for them but if Monstars end up losing, and then 7-3-2 end up losing, then Monstars have sole possession of last. It, it's it's big. It, it It's very big for the bottom of the standings, basically, as of right now. it's If a team wants to even try to make a shot, the better team, or the team that has the better shot right now is 7-3-2, because they have one less game played, so they can get two dubs, opposed to the one dub that the Monstars would get. So, uh, moving on from there, we have the East Division, or the Bronze Division. Uh, first up, first matchup of the day is going to be Renegades versus TF Rating. That's going to be huge. TF Rating gets their first dub. Renegades take a really big loss last week against Revenge Tour. So seeing those two teams play against each other, it's going to be revenge for... <laughs> ironic, they lost to Revenge Tour, but it's going to be a revenge game for Renegades. Ha! Ha ha ha! And then uh, TF Rating... Um, these two also are two teams that like to jaw a lot, so hearing these two teams uh, chirp at each other is going to be very interesting, especially at 10 a.m., but um, yeah, you have the Renegades versus TF rating, that'll be an interesting game, uh, big for standings, then you have going deep versus Spartans, also huge game for standings, going deep and Spartans, if Spartans can end up putting up a dub against going deep, Going Deep will fall more towards the middling of the pack as of right now. If Going Deep can end up winning, then they'll end up jumping up more towards a third, a secure third, possible second place finish as of right now. But um, we'll see how that ends up turning up. Spartans, I believe, are going to be missing a couple guys. I don't know. I honestly don't know who's going to be showing up for the Spartans because I know a couple guys are away for a trip in Atlantic City, I think. And it's going to be interesting to say the least. So, uh, yeah. Spartans first going deep at 11, and then the next game you get the big first and second seeds 
versing each other. You get the Phantoms versus Show Us Your TDs. It's going to be a huge game between the two of us. Um, I'm actually really excited for this game. It's my ex-team and my the team that I ended up joining right after I left or got kicked off this team, should I say? I didn't leave them. I got kicked off. But um, yeah, I'm gonna. It's it's a fun time every time I get to play these guys. Um, and my quarterback, fucking, they hate my quarterback. They hate him, and they hated the guy we used to have on the line. But uh, you know, his brother hurt his ACL and he's not playing this year. But um, we were thinking about having to make a make a guest appearance just for the game, just to show up this one week. And I thought it would be the funniest thing on earth, but I thought they would complain too much if we did that. So <coughs> we uh, we told them to sit this one out. And we'll be able to uh, hopefully take the dub, but who knows how this one ends up turning out. I think it's going to be a shootout, like absolute shootout between the two teams. So we'll see how that ends up going. Uh, that's at noon. And then 1 o'clock, you have Revenge Tour versus One Hit Wonders. That's going to be a great game, in my opinion, because One Hit Wonders are a well-put-together team. And Revenge Tour have been showing throughout, what is it, the past two weeks? No, the, the week before that, I think they got another dub. Yeah, so it's like they've been able to, to compete, but not well enough to show that they're like a good team as of right now. They are 1-3, but taking a dub over Renegades last week with such a large margin, seeing as, you know, Renegades are a good team, um, it's going to be very interesting to see how um, Revenge Tour and One Hit Wonders plays out. And then at 2.15, it's fucking oddest timing for some of these games. You got um, Deberg versus Black Panthers, um, I think Black Panthers come out on top of this one, they were able to hold their own against Phantoms, which are a great team, as of right now, showing that they are able to put up a lot of points and everything, but, uh, Black Panthers, I think, will be able to take the dub over DeBerg, hopefully DeBerg can secure their first win this week, but who knows how that ends up going, and then finally, in the Copper Division, at the first game of the day, you have Vicious and Delicious versus Militia, that's going to be huge for standings. If Vicious can end up taking a dub over Militia, then, you know, they'll end up falling to more of a second or third seed, possibly, depending on how all the other games play out. Vicious could take seeding over them, depending on how the point differential or points against is, etc., etc. But I think Militia has a lot of uh, points against. Give me one second. No, they only have 78 points against. So, yeah. It's going to be very, very interesting. I think we should have switched to point differential because, as you can see, Vicious and Delicious has a 62-point point differential and Militia only has 32, opposed to the points against. Anyways, I, I mentioned that in the beginning of this season, but I I it's probably not going to change. And then um, next game of the day, you have Renegades versus TF rating, which, like I said, that's going to be an absolute banger of a matchup. Can't wait for that game. Um... It's, it's just going to be very interesting to see how a team in a lower division plays against a team in a higher division, especially after Renegades just got, you know, blown out and everything. But we talked about that already. And then after that, well, at the same time, actually, you have the Rejects versus the Friendly Gentlemen, just at a different park. The other game is at Doorbrook. Um, at Old Bridge, you have Rejects versus the Friendly Gentlemen. That'll be an interesting game, seeing as the Rejects are missing, I don't know, about half of their team, I think. This, like, literally... I think we have, like, 12 players. We have, like, six this week. It's, it's fucking unreal. Like, we have nobody this week. It's kind of crazy. Um, but we'll see. Maybe some of the people who are in Atlantic City are going to come home on time and make the game. I doubt it. It's going to be a fun game, though. I love the I love uh, playing for the Rejects. I just think playing with them every time is just a very, very fun time. Except for the 
the week that we we lost that was like a really rough week we we just none of us were playing we were like half asleep um moving on to the next game you got revenge tour versus one hit wonders i think that's gonna be a wonderful game uh revenge tour like i said our team that have put up a lot of points in the not a lot of points they're like one and three but they've put on a showing i guess against a better team in the renegades and one hit wonders being in the division below we'll see how they're able to hold up etc etc um and then you have Deberg versus Black Panthers. We talked about that. And then Grape Apes versus One Hit Wonders, also being played at Beer Street. Um, I think One Hit Wonders come out on top of this. I don't see Grape Apes beating One Hit Wonders, but every time I say that about Grape Apes, they end up coming out on top. So we'll see how that game goes, but I think One Hit Wonders end up taking at least one game on the day. We'll see how they end up doing against Revenge Tour. So those are all the matchups for this week. Um, I'll see you guys tomorrow. We're going to talk about um, a couple things that I've been... I keep mentioning these things that I'm interested in, but I really want to do on-field interviews after the game because I was there for, like, my two games at 9 and 10, and then I was probably there until, like, almost 1 o'clock the other day because I just enjoy watching the games and seeing the outcomes so I can talk about them on the podcast and have a little bit of a better understanding of, like, you know, what goes on during the week. Oh, by the way, Gary threw a personal foul. He, bro, he threw a fucking penalty on me because I made fun of one of the calls. Everybody else makes fun of all the ref's calls. I make fun of one call Gary makes, and you know what Gary does? He threw a 15-yard penalty on me. We still won that game, though. That's all I got to say. God. And I looked at him. I go, you wouldn't have thrown that flag on anybody else. And he's like, no, nah, you're right. You're right. He didn't say that to me, but he said that to my teammate. I heard him. He didn't think I heard him, but I heard him. But anyways because I do the podcast. Gary doesn't like me. He don't let me ref anymore either. It's because I yell. I only yell because I love it so much. I like when things are called fair. But anyways, moving on. Um, I think this year is probably one of the more competitive seasons we have with the less teams we have and everything. I know I heard, I think, if I'm not mistaken, a couple Staten Island teams are coming back for the Summer League just because they enjoyed competing in this league and everything. Um, I know one team is waiting to see if the Gold Division has a little bit more competition, they said. So they want to see if the Gold Division can live up to their uh, their standards, I guess, before they end up coming back. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be fun to see uh, how the rest of this league plays out and everything. Um, I don't know if the refs that Gary have hired this year end up sticking around. If they do, that'll be good because, I mean, maybe they we, we get a better understanding of the rules like a lot of them have the basics down at this point we apparently got i don't know if i'm going to say that on the podcast i don't know if we're allowed to talk about that but anyways a couple of the refs you know they actually got a little bit more of a basic understanding i had an argument with the ref last game and he went back at me and i went back at him and it's what we do and he says no i you come at me i go at you because he knows i know the rules and he knows I only complain because I, I just get very heated during the game. And we talk about it after the game, and we laugh about it. Because he made fun of me. He was like, maybe you're just not that good. And I was like, ha, 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 fuck you. Like, eat my ass. But, you know, we, we laughed about it after the game and everything, and we were cool. But it, it it's it's little back and forths like that. Like, the ref called the game 99% fair, in my opinion. I think he missed one flag guard. But, you know. It is what it is. You, you can't get all the calls. Like I, I, I can't. Everybody can't call them all. You can't see them all. It, it fucking shit happens. Whatever. I get it. But you know, I'm gonna bitch about it when I see it. 
and then you're gonna bitch back and then we make a joke about it later and that's how it happens instead of everybody getting all personally upset and you know gary thinking that people don't want to ref with i don't know anyways but it's fun i think it's fun when you have a back and forth especially like like fucking joe i think his name is the one ref he he goes back and forth with johnny he calls johnny bones on the sideline like he knows the players in the league because he's been around for so long and it's just very, very interesting to see the back and forth between all of the refs and all the players when the refs actually get the rules and they're not being yelled at by the players over stupid shit. Because the back, the refs are cool. Like, the one ref that... Oh, my God, I don't know his name. But I saw him last week as I was leaving the field and everything, and I saw him refing, and he was like, yeah, what's going on? And it's just fun to talk to these refs who, like like I said, I, they get the rules. They understand what's going on in the game. They're able to talk to you and still ref the game without, like, you know, being completely fucking distracted. So... It, it's fun, it, and it's, I, I like what's going on in this league so far. Um, I, I mean, again, I have some quarrels with some of the rules and some of the wording on the rules because after going through the rule book again, the verbiage on some of these rules is vaguer than, like, fucking criminal law. Like, it's like, you know, I, I can make an interpretation either way if I was reading it for the first time. So I, again, am starting to understand a little bit more of the confusion within what's going on in the rules and everything. So, you know, I also don't think everybody reads through the entire rule book, which is fine because it's like 34 fucking pages, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but again, I think things are going well with this league. I just hope the situation with the fields clears up where we have a better understanding if we're going to be at Old Bridge and... You know, maybe we find a field with actual irrigation, so it's not a swamp every time we go. But, again, we're, we're working on it. It's a work in progress. It's always a work in progress, especially when you get kicked out of the field that you had, like SJV. Which, honestly, while it was a shit field, it was also a good field, because it was like at least we knew where we were going every Sunday. Opposed to having to check the website to make sure if you're going to Beer Street or Old Bridge or Doorbrook. Or, but, again, it growing pains. Shit happens. We, we, we evolve. We adapt. Improvise, improve, adapt, overcome. Pretty sure that's Bear Grylls. Something around the lines of that. But anyways, <laughs> um, I wish all these teams this luck, this uh, big luck this Saturday, or so, this Saturday, this Sunday, this tomorrow. I wish you all luck. Um, I hope, you know, we all finish our games injury-free. And uh, I, I always wish, you know, luck that way because, like, it's like I, I don't mind, you know, all these teams and everything. We, we all talk our shit in between each other, but one thing I never want to happen to anybody, even if I hate you, like, with all my heart and soul, I never want an injury to happen to anybody on the field, especially during a game that I'm playing in because it is just a horrendous thing to see. Like, when somebody goes down and you can see them just wincing in pain and you want to be able to help, but, you know, most injuries that happen on the football field, you can't do anything about until they go and get help from a doctor. So it's like, a lot of that shit just sucks to see. It, it's really painful when you, you know, see another player go down. It's really just genuinely upsetting, in my opinion. So, you know, I wish you all luck on Sunday. Hope everybody does well. Um, follow the Facebook page, Monmouth County Adult Flag Football. Gary, you really got to, like, just make an acronym, like just MCFL or something like that, Flag Football Association. I don't fucking know. But just you, you need an acronym that because saying Monmouth County Adult flag football league every time on this podcast is it's a mouth breather i feel like i'm fucking gasping for air at the end of the sentence but yeah go follow the facebook page um go follow the instagram page which i tell you every week i never know the name of it so what i'm gonna do right now is open it on my fucking instagram so i can tell you the exact name of the fucking instagram page 
So it's just, nope, nope, that's not it. Here we go. Mammoth Adult Flag Football. Go follow Mammoth Adult Flag Football on Instagram because that's where Gary posts all the highlights. Um, he has the link to the uh, website normally. He puts my podcast link up there every now and then. And then when he puts the schedules up, he puts the website back up there. So um, he always has either the podcast up there or the website link. He has all the highlights that he records from the week before. So make sure you check that out. Uh, make sure you check out my Twitter, which is at bucket hat toe tap, all singular, just at bucket hat toe tap. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I post all the updates and everything, what I'm going to be doing. I'm doing a Saturday uh, live thing with the captains. I believe either, I think it's going to be the, the Saturday after Thanksgiving because clearly the Saturday of Thanksgiving is going to be, people are going to be away, people are going to be doing stuff. So what I'm going to do is probably the 4th of December. I'm going to do, it'll probably be like the la- one of the last weeks too, if not the last week already has finished uh, for the um, league. And then we will talk about what we think is going to happen with playoffs. We're going to have the captains talk a little bit of shit to each other. We'll see what teams that we think are um, in the past. I'll have like two or three people come on with me. We'll do power rankings of our own. We'll I'll take little side bets between the little the the lot of us. You know, not not actually taking money because I'm not allowed to take money. I just want to see what everybody thinks is going to happen, and that'll be fun. And then yeah. So, we'll see how everything pans out. Um, We'll see how, you know, these first... We have a lot of first and second seed matchups. We have a lot of tied for first place matchups this week. So, it's going to be a lot of fun this week. I'm really interested to see um, a lot of these games. I might stick around at the field a lot later than I should. But I have games at 10 and 12. I thought it was 10 and 11, to be honest. But it's 10 and 12, which really confused me. But, um, yeah, I, I I don't really know... I don't know, but all right. I'll see you guys Sunday. Uh, I appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast. I haven't done this in a while. Shout out Dante. Love my Dante. He's the best. Always listens. Always, and I'm pretty sure he listens through. Like, I don't know if he just listens to, to the show as your TDs part or if he listens all the way through, but normally he listens all the way through. So shout out Dante. Uh, shout out to my pylon guys. I know you guys always listen. TF rating. I know you're always chiming in and everybody it's just that everybody who listens, you guys are great. I really do appreciate it. Everybody from all the teams that I, all the re, the rejects that listen, uh, show us your TDs. Everybody from the two teams that I'm on, Plan B, Phantoms, whoever else the fuck listens, you know, I, I adore you guys. I really do. Even if it's just to hear if I talk shit about your team or not, like, it, it just the listen, just the because technically I think every time you guys hit play, it counts as a download or something. So every time that happens, it really reflects well on the podcast for like you know my dashboard and for me to see like the stats and everything and then you know i want to get a fucking i want to get a bucket hat that says like bucket hats and toe taps on it but i feel like that's gonna be too expensive i gotta look into that i really want to get a hat like that but yeah um thank you guys all for listening thank you guys who all come up to me on the field and talk about everything that i said during the week and like you know you guys want shout out i mean you never nobody ever wants a shout out but they always want to talk about what i said they're always like oh well that was incorrect and this is incorrect and I love when you guys correct what I say on the podcast and everything. I remember the uh, Hunter from the Great Apes hit me up, and I'm pretty sure the score between the Rejects and Great Apes was wrong as of last week or something like that. I said we won by two scores. Apparently, it was only one, but I don't know. I, I just I, It's fun. I, I appreciate you guys. So I'll talk to you all Sunday. Um, 
I'm going to probably end up going to MJ's in Matawan after uh, the games on Sunday. I always do. I go home and shower, and then I go and watch the actual football games at MJ's. So if anybody wants to show up for a drink, I'll be there. You know where to find me. Um, I'll talk to you guys later. Be good. Like I said, be safe. And thank you for listening to Bucket Hats and Toe Taps.